Well, good evening, everyone. Hope you all are having a good week. Thank you for coming out tonight. Uh, Let's uh, have a word of prayer, and uh, we'll go before the Lord and ask him to bless our time of study together tonight. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you and praise you for being the great God that you are. We come before you tonight just thankful that we have the honor and privilege to meet together. We pray for our church family, Lord, especially those that are not able to be with us, some that are going through very difficult times, some dealing with physical illness, and we just pray your blessings and your strength upon them. Father, we pray for our community tonight. We pray for our nation and our world as we go through uh, this current storm, this pandemic. And we pray that in your grace and your mercy, you would bring us through this storm and help us to uh, endure through it. Uh, Father, we pray that you would be gracious to us tonight and meet with us and may your spirit uh, open our understanding to receive your word. And we pray this in the name of Christ. Amen. Well, tonight we're going to look at one verse in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 10. And if you have your Bible, I welcome you to turn there. I'll have it up on the screen as well. Next week, we're going to start our study of Created to Draw Near. And if you haven't yet picked up a copy of the book, I still have about maybe seven or eight up here on the front row. And so you're welcome to come by and get one of those. And we'll start that study next week. But uh, tonight, we're going to look at one verse in Proverbs 10.25. And I came across this verse, and when I read it, it just made me think about uh, just kind of the, the time that we're in right now with all the difficulties, all the uncertainties that life seems to be bringing our way. And you'll probably see why I thought that when you read Proverbs ten twenty five, It says, when the storm has swept by, the wicked are gone, but the righteous stand firm forever. And I thought about this current time that we're in, in relationship to the storm that Proverbs 10.25 mentions. Now, one of the things that I think that we can do with Proverbs 10.25 is I think we can understand it on multiple levels. And especially when you think about a storm, you can interpret that on multiple levels. One level is the very literal, right? like the very basic, literal understanding of a storm. And the word that's used here is of a strong wind. It is like a hurricane force wind, a gale that that overcomes. In fact, the word in Hebrew can be used of air or wind, but it can also be used of water, a storm of water or a storm of wind. And the idea, I think, is that the idea of this word is that which overwhelms, that which overpowers, that which overcomes. So you can be overcome, kind of swallowed up by wind and its power. Uh, You can be overcome, swallowed up by water in a flood. Uh, But it's the idea is something that overpowers you, something that overwhelms you, that is too strong for you to go through. And when we think about it on the very basic natural level, we think of a storm like a tornado or a hurricane, or being at sea when a storm arises. Uh, But then we can go to the next level, and we can think of the idea of a storm as a metaphor, right, for difficulties, for, for any trial, 
for any hardship that we might go through in life. And I want to focus on that second one uh, for a while because I think that's the one that has uh, the most uh, application to our present situation. Not saying that we couldn't be in a literal storm uh, in the next few days or a week or two, but most of the time what we deal with in life are the metaphorical storms, right? The, the sicknesses, the loss of a loved one, the financial hardships, the emotional relational struggles that we go through sometimes. These are the storms of life. And Proverbs 10.25 says that when the storm has passed, so the storm comes, it blows, it, it does its destructive work. And then when that storm is gone, it says that the wicked are no more. The, the word that's used there in, in Hebrew is the idea of non-existence. They can't be found. They're, they are no more. The wicked are no more, but the righteous stand firm forever. Another translation has it as they are an everlasting foundation. So you have the idea of when the storm passes by, after the, the difficulty, the trial, the hardship passes through, the wicked are overcome. They're gone. But the righteous are still there. They, they've, they've survived it. And I was thinking about that on this level of trials and difficulties, storms that we face in life. And I, I asked myself the question, is this verse always true? Now, I'm not, don't, don't get me the wrong way. I'm not saying the Bible's wrong. But I want you to think with me for a little bit. Because this idea of a storm not shaking the wicked, or not shaking the righteous, but devastating the wicked, that was something that the writer of Ecclesiastes and even the book of Job wrestles with. Because in the book of Job, you have a righteous person being shaken by the storms, don't you? Uh, in Ecclesiastes, you have um, the wisdom of Ecclesiastes of Solomon saying, look, here's a situation where I see things upside down, where the wicked thrive, but the righteous flounder. And so sometimes he saw things that looked upside down from a Proverbs point of view, from a wisdom point of view. And let me just ask you the question, have you ever seen a situation in which in life, when you see people that are living for the Lord, they, they believe? They're Christians. They believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. They trust God with their lives. And they might be described as what Proverbs says here, they're righteous. But their life looks like it's just gone through a hurricane. I mean, we've seen that happen, right? We've seen it perhaps in our own lives. We've seen it in the lives of people close to us where it looks like the storms did get to them, where they look blown down by the wind, by the storm. But then, you know, you look next door or you look over here and you see someone who is not living for the Lord. They couldn't care less about the Lord. And yet everything seems to be going great in their lives. And they're rich, they're prosperous, everything's going right. Just all the dominoes are lining up in order and 
things are just going well. It looks like the storm never even touched them in their life. That's something that the psalmist wrestled with in Psalm 73. In Psalm 73, you see the psalmist wrestle with that very scenario where he looks out at the world and he sees the righteous hurting, but the wicked seeming to prosper. And he wonders what's going on. If this is how things are going to be, is it really worth it to serve the Lord? Is it worth it to to follow the Lord's commands? And so the writer of Psalm 73 is wrestling with that. So on, on one level is this verse, on this level of trials, of difficulties, of hardships entering into our lives, is this verse true always in that sense? I would say that this verse is not saying that hardship or difficulty can never enter our lives, right? This verse is not saying that if you're righteous, nothing bad will ever happen to you. This verse is not saying that if you're wicked, you won't have some good fortune in your life. This verse isn't saying that. So there are times when we look at the moment, when we kind of like a a snapshot view. You know what I mean by that? Like we're not looking at the, the broad perspective, eternal perspective. We're looking at a snapshot view. Quick photograph view of here's a wicked person, here's a righteous person. In this situation, the wicked person is prospering, but the righteous person is floundering. We take that snapshot and we compare those two and we wonder, What's going on here? But I think what Proverbs is asking us to do here in this verse is it's asking us to take it to the next level. So we have the first level of a literal storm, a hurricane, a tornado, a rainstorm. But then we have the metaphorical level still within this life of trials, of difficulties, of hardships. And we know both from the Bible and from our experience that the righteous go through hardships. And we feel the effects of those hardships and those storms. But let's take it to the third level. And that is from an eternal perspective. So from an eternal perspective, we might could say that the final storm is God's judgment, right? So yes, in this world, you will see many, many examples of people who are ungodly succeeding. People who are godly living in poverty, hardship, difficulty. But from an eternal perspective, the writer of Proverbs is telling us that when the ultimate storm comes and the final storm passes by, Where will the wicked be? Gone. Destroyed. Removed. Punished. Accursed. Where will the righteous be? Those who are trusting in God with all their heart, soul, and mind. Where will they be? They'll be firm forever. They'll be an everlasting foundation. The Greek translation is interesting there. It literally says they'll be saved forever. They'll be saved forever. And there are several verses here that I think can be used as kind of parallel texts to what this verse is telling us. 
we have just a little while later in chapter 10. The fear of the Lord adds length to life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. Again, we could ask the same question. Do wicked people live a long time? Sometimes they do. Do righteous people always live a long life? Not necessarily. The Lord Jesus is the perfect example of that. The Lord Jesus lived 33 years. The most righteous person that ever walked this earth did not live a long life in the sense of what we normally think of it in this world. So is this verse true? Well, it is when you take it to this higher level. When you take it to this third level from an eternal perspective, when we think of it in terms of eternity, yeah, the wicked are cut short, aren't they? But the life of the righteous is long. It endures. A couple of verses later, Proverbs 10:30, the righteous will never be uprooted, but the wicked will not remain in the land. And we have Jesus saying something very similar in the Beatitudes when he says, the meek will inherit the earth. So the righteous are going to be there. They're going to prosper. And it's almost as if Proverbs is looking at life ultimately through a new heavens, new earth perspective. Of those who are righteous, they're going to be in the land. They're going to be in this new heavens forever and ever and ever. But the ungodly, they will not be there. They will not remain in the land. Proverbs 12, 7. This is probably the closest parallel in terms of the idea of the wicked being no more. Proverbs 12, 7 says the wicked are overthrown and are no more. But the house of the righteous stands firm. The house of the righteous stands firm. Are we justified in reading this from an eternal perspective? Well, I think we are, especially when we take into account the teachings of Jesus in the New Testament. Uh, here's another one from the Old Testament. Psalm 37:10. A little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 7. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into a practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Think Proverbs 10, 25, an everlasting foundation. Like a wise man who built his house on the rock. A storm, right? A storm comes. The rain came down, the streams rose, the wind blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. So Proverbs 10:25 says, after the storm passes by, where are the righteous? They're still standing on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Proverbs 10:25, after the storm has passed by, where are the wicked? They're no more. And what's the context of what Jesus is saying here in Matthew 7? Is he talking about building a house in this world on a piece of rock? No, he's talking about eternal life, isn't he? He's talking about eternal life. He's talking about if you believe my words, if you trust in me, then you're like someone who builds his life on a rock and the storms cannot overcome it. Ultimately, what Jesus is saying here is about eternal life. 
And so I think we're right in understanding the ultimate final application and fulfillment of Proverbs 10.25 is from an eternal perspective. Here's what uh, Bruce Waltke says in his commentary on Proverbs 10.25. He says, The fate of the righteous and the wicked is now escalated to an eternal dimension. As soon as the, the storm passes by, you have the wicked being no more. And you also have in this verse the reference to everlasting, which refers to durability, finality. It is the idea, he says, of stability and permanence, that the righteous person is so firm and secure that not even the greatest misfortune can shake him. He is the kind of person on whom one can build a kingdom. He says this scenario anticipates the eschatological age, the future age to come, when the wicked are removed from the earth and only the righteous remain. So the ultimate fulfillment of Proverbs 10.25 is not in the here and now, but it's in the ultimate final there and then. Why do I share this verse with you and talk about, with, talk about it with you tonight? I think it's for this reason, because it's easy for us to get discouraged, isn't it? It's easy for us to get discouraged when we are looking at the storms that are going on around us now, in the here and now. And I mean, just think about all the storms that have, that have been going on in 2020. Quite a few, right? It's been a rough year for a lot of folks. Um, you have COVID global pandemic, and it's thrown everybody's lives into disarray. And when I say everybody, I mean everybody's, the whole world. Nothing is normal in 2020 for anybody in the world. It's affected us all to a certain extent somehow. Some people it's affected more than others. Some people have gotten greatly sick from this. Some people have died. Some people have died from this that wouldn't normally have died without this pandemic. You have people who have lost jobs. You have people that have been out of work for three, four months now. You have, and, and you might say, yeah, but they've got unemployment and money coming in. Do you know what unemployment does to your psyche? When, when you're unemployed, when you don't feel like you have a purpose, when, when you don't feel like you have something meaningful to contribute, yeah, you might have an unemployment check coming in, but it's not the same as going out and working with your hands or doing a job and feeling like you're contributing to something. So there are people struggling financially, physically, emotionally, spiritually. It is a difficult time. And then throw in on top of that, all the division and strife and tension that we've seen in our country over the last couple of months, where you've got downtown major cities in our country that are in just complete upheaval and disarray. And there is disorder and chaos and violence everywhere. And we're in the midst of a storm. It's almost kind of like we're in the midst of a storm within a storm. 
It's kind of like after a hurricane goes through and on the tail of that hurricane, it can spin up tornadoes. And it's like we're in the middle of that right now. And, and there's so much going on that is discouraging, especially from a Christian perspective. There's so much going on in the world that seems discouraging. And it's so easy for us to get our eyes focused on that. But I want us to think about what Proverbs 10:25 is saying here, because if we are one of God's people, if we are his righteous, and if you're in Christ by grace through faith, then you're one of his righteous people. And if you're one of his righteous people, then what Proverbs is reminding us is, is that we are standing on a sure eternal foundation, not one that can be affected by the storms of life. Even if it looks like wicked people are prospering, that is a short window view. That is a short-term perspective of things. And what Proverbs is asking us to do, what Jesus is asking us to do in Matthew 7, is to open up our perspective and see the big picture. And that's ultimately what brings the author of Psalm 73 around. In Psalm 73, when he saw what he seems are injustices, where the righteous are floundering, but the wicked are prospering, he says, then I went to the house of the Lord, then I saw their end. Then I saw their destiny. I saw their ultimate end. And he gained wisdom. He gained insight and understood that what he was seeing was just a small blip on the eternal perspective. And so let me just encourage us, like what Paul says in Colossians chapter 3, don't set your eyes on things below because that can get discouraging if we keep our focus there. Rather, Paul says, set your eyes on things above, where Christ is, where Christ sits at the right hand of the throne of God, because that is where our ultimate hope is. That's where our ultimate treasure is. That at the right hand of God in Christ is where the storm cannot touch us. So there may be all kinds of storms swirling around us today, and it may be impacting our lives to an incredible degree, such that we are broken down, we feel discouraged, we, we don't know how to move on to the next day. Let this passage of scripture encourage you that if you are in Christ, you are on a rock. You might be lying down on your face on the rock in discouragement, but you're still on the rock and you're not going anywhere if you are in Christ. And when that storm passes by, you'll be able to stand up again, still on the rock because you belong to God. And so open up your vision to an eternal and a heavenly perspective. And that will give you encouragement in the here and now. When you look at the newspaper, or the television, the internet news, and you see all of this swirling around, all, all these tempestuous winds around us, God is still in control, and ultimately nothing can happen to his people. And so after the storm has gone, after the storm has passed, God's people will still be standing because God will guarantee their security. Let's bow in prayer together. Father God, we thank you that we can just take a few minutes tonight and seek encouragement.
from your word. Lord, I pray for our church family, for your children who may be facing trials and storms right now in their lives that seem to them to be overwhelming and discouraging. Lord, I pray that you would uh, give them strength and grace. I pray that you would remind them of truths like Proverbs 10, 25. Remind all of us, Lord, that ultimately, if we're in you, we're secure. No matter what may go on in this world and in our lives, Lord, we are eternally secure in your everlasting and your almighty strong hand. Father, bless your people. And we thank you for the comfort, for the encouragement that your word brings. And we pray this in the name of Christ. Amen.